Hot damn! Group is back together again for our final Satanic Panic film, and we're bringing hell with us. This week, we mourn the loss of Pasquale Baba. Bubba. Bubba? Bubba. I don't know. Bubbin' for bobbles. We're getting stranded on the land of zombies. We're discussing the new Venom poster. The Walking Dead plans on becoming dead walking. And sci-fi announces it's 31 days of horror. Finally, we share our thoughts on the Ty West flick, House of the Devil. So put down your nasty-ass pizza, blast some fix, and figure out a way to pay your bills that doesn't involve babysitting mama. It's time for a new episode of Terror and Podnita. Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. Chicka Chicka Slim Satan. <laughs> Rap Devil. Let's talk about it. I imagine the actual Rap Devil would probably be from Cleveland. Absolutely true. So this might be the last episode we're doing for films on Satanic Panic, but that doesn't mean we're wrapping up the month. That's right. Hail Satan! Hail Satan! <laughs> we'll forever live on. That does not mean that Satan does not live in all of us. You're right. You're right. He is in our hearts. He is. Every day. <laughs> Every Hell day Satan. that the sun Mostly rises. at night. Mostly at night. He is the star in the sky. Mm-hmm. The thing that drives me. He is the, <laughs> he is the blood moon. <laughs> We've got more coming, but I got to say, this is a great way to put a nightcap on for this month of devilish delight. Devilish delight. It sounds like a fucking cake. <laughs> it is. It is. All right. It is a cake to me. I'll, I'll eat, eat it. it that sounds good. Devil cake. Devilish delight. That yeah. sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we just finished listening to Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly go at it for the last like 10 minutes. Yeah. Verdict is in. One of those people is now dead. Yeah. <laughs> How's everybody doing? I'm doing really good. Yeah. What's that's what's going on with you? What made your week so good? I'm just, it's not what's making my week good is today. It's today. I saw some leaves fall Ooh. and they were yellow and brown Ooh. and orange. Didn't you say you saw like one single leaf fall on Sunday? That was on Sunday. And now I saw like three or four today. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Oh man. I did. I saw one leaf fall. I looked at Ben and said, did you fucking see that? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So I'm feeling good. It's getting spoopy in the air. It, it is. is getting spoopy in the it air. It is. It is getting a little... I've and noticed that in the mornings it's been... Humid. <laughs> it's in the mornings it's been a little more cool. A little more chill, yeah. There's been some, some dew on the grass. There was some dew on the grass. You know, some fog on my windshield. Uh, my, like, I could barely see out my windows this morning. Oh, really? I had to roll everything down just so I could turn off a... Uh, turn out of my neighborhood and not get oh, hit by God. somebody. Yeah, I actually had... I had uh, the, my... Not my, like, windshield, but my... my rear windshield was just like so covered in in everything i had to like keep the blade on the entire mm-hmm. time that i was driving i was like this is this is what it's like to be in borderline fall <laughs> yeah yeah it's not sure what it's about yet yeah 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 it's trying to figure itself out it's transitioning i get it yeah it's i support it out. i, I support too. it also I support all of it uh just live your best life just live all the lives that you can possibly and hold Satan in your heart. Yep. That's what this month is about. Hail Satan! Hail Satan! <laughs> That's what this month is about. What do you say we kick it off some horror headlines? Let's do it. Let's jump right into the fun. Boy, oh boy. Wiki, wiki. Boy, oh boy. 
We're starting we're starting with a, a bit of a downer. Yes, we are. But Satan has claimed another one. He's taking him taking him in his breast and mm-hmm. leading him to the light. Pasquale Baba. Bubba. I don't Bubba. know why I keep saying Baba. Baba. <laughs> <laughs> Baba, editor of Day of the Dead and several other Romero films has passed away. Uh he had an extensive editing career, but he got to start in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um he began his stretch of editing Romero's films in Night Riders in 1981, and subsequently editing parts of Creepshow. Uh, so I guess he did the Lonesome Death of Jordan Verrill, mm-hmm. uh, which was the one that actually had Stephen King in it. Oh, okay. Uh, and then Day of the Dead, Monkey Shines, uh, the Black I Cat portion of Two Evil Eyes. Monkey Shines. I don't know that I've ever seen oh, that one. Man. So good. Uh, and the Dark Half. He was also the assistant director on Knight Riders and even had some acting parts in Martin and Dawn of the Dead. I've also never seen Martin, so I I don't know. I do recognize his... his the, I, there was like a screenshot of him from Dawn of the Dead, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Motorcycle rider. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he passed away at the age of 72 from cancer in his home in Los Angeles on Wednesday. R.I.P. Man. R.I.P. Man. R.I.P. Uh, Zombieland Two begins filming in January. It's set to release October 2019. Hooray! Hooray! October 11th, 2019. They already have a date written yeah, down. Ready yeah, that to go. seems very like finite. Maybe. This is ready. I, you know, things seem finite until they start getting delayed. And again, exactly. Though, again, ten months. Yeah, that's. Yeah. We're seeing shorter and shorter timelines in a lot. I of I think movies they got, now. but they. I think the production time and the direction directing they just can't afford people people to lag behind yeah they need to pump it out and get it out and i think you know just movie I mean, budgets are getting smaller and i hope it's done in time for halloween next year that'd be well, awesome. not smaller but i think it costs more money to do other things so yes. they've got to focus on getting the shooting out of yeah. the way as quickly as possible um but it's hot on the heels of the original film's 10th anniversary and it's prepping itself for filming beginning in january uh we've mentioned this before but it'll include the entirety of the film's original cast the film's creator reuben fleischer is stoked to start and recently told Fandango, I'm thrilled. We're ready to, or actually, sorry, we're already actually starting Zombieland. I've been scouting and storyboarding and getting it going. And to get to work with the cast again is just an absolute dream come true. It's been really exciting starting to think about that movie and to get to work with Emma, Jesse, Woody, and Abigail once again. I am also thrilled. Yeah, I, I am too. I think anybody who loves horror comedies is just yep. like stoked for this one to come I'm- out. I like that this movie is not picking up where the last one left off. It's actually 10 years later. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I actually I made a note about that. So it's starting to film in Georgia, uh, but it plans on exploring exactly what the world will be like 10 years later. I love that. And I think that's actually really a great idea because we've gotten so much stuff already where, like, we either see the zombie apocalypse start mm-hmm. or it's, like, within the immediate, like aftermath of the zombie yeah. apocalypse we haven't seen what the world would be like you know after a long, Such a period, long period of time, of time yeah. and i think that this actually has a chance to be something unique in the zombie genre and hopefully hit another home run with the funnies can you top a bill murray cameo though who would you like to see cameo who would top bill murray eminem <laughs> <laughs> he just comes out with like machine guns in kelly's head yeah <laughs> No, because his cameo in that movie with James Franco and Seth Rogen, where they were interviewing Kim Jong, mm, mm-hmm, was it, mm-hmm. I don't know the it? interview. The interview. The interview. Yeah. Oh my god, that was hilarious. He's like, yeah. I've been leaving a breadcrumb of just gayness all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Sam? What what cameo would beat Bill Murray? For oh you? man, um, I don't know. For some reason, for some, for some bizarre reason, at this point, 
I want to see zombie Obama. Oh my gosh. I didn't even know that was a possibility. So they, they, uh, Fleischer says that in Zombieland 2 through Comic Mayhem that stretches from the White House and through the Heartland. Oh. So I want to see, actually, I take it back. I want to see Zombie Biden. Oh. Crazy Uncle Zombie Joe. Mm. Okay. I want to see. What about both of them? Or both of them. Oh, what if one of them sadly ate the other one? Mm. Who do you think would eat who? Joe would eat Obama for sure. You think? He crazy. Be- but not, be- <laughs> not because Joe was like doing it maliciously. No. He was just trying to love Obama, love Obama so, much. so much that he was just, he went in for the hug and it turned into a bite and then Obama just got mauled to pieces. Oh, what about you? Honestly, I'm not, I'm not too sure. Hey, that's good. That, that question is catching me off guard for once. Uh, I, I think, I think I would like to see either Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're obsessed with him, right? Or now. or or Chevy Chase because he's a zombie already. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one, actually. I'm sorry, I take my back. Kathy Bates. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens with it. Like Sam said, it comes out. Uh, what October was it? October, October 11th, 11th, 2019. There you go. Um, so we also got a new Venom poster. A confirmation that this piece of shit. Is going to be rated PG-13. I saw the actual trailer for it last night on TV watching Futurama. I feel like we need to put a gag order on this. But they're also... We're, we're real close. The, the shitty... We will as soon as I'm done with my fortunately, rant about this. Fortunately, okay, the okay. movie comes out soon, so we don't have much time left to talk about right. it. The shittiest part is that they're already teasing us with a possible unrated slash R-rated cut yeah. on home video yeah. to milk us for money. They don't deserve my money. Fuck. Can you fucking tell that I'm angry about it? <laughs> <laughs> so Ruben Fleischer, who again also yes. <laughs> to be doing Zombieland too, uh, is it has basically said come out and said that this movie was shot for an R rating. So I'm wondering how much is being left on the editing room for, and how much we'll even have an opportunity to see as an R rated version, considering that I'm sure. Well, the the movie's CGI heavy, super yes. CGI heavy. So how much are they going to do, like? If it's an R-rated scene, are they really going to finish it? You know, like yeah. if they're not going to dump the money into it, and they're aiming for a PG-13 rating now, mm-hmm. how will they finish off that? Do you CGI? just take out the blood? I guess I don't know. Is but that what you, it is? Do you just edit out the blood for video? Is it worth them putting that in for video? What if it tanks in theaters? Then they're definitely not going to get it no. in video. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he goes rogue if it tanks in theaters and puts out the unrated cut. Be like. Like told you, yeah. told you, yeah. fuckers. Well, I mean, they did it with Wolverine, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I saw the trailer for it on like it was the first time I saw it actually on TV. Um, and what were you I, watching? Futurama. Oh, I was okay. I was watching sci-fi. It was like eleven thirty last night, yeah. and uh, I mean it. Venom's like the actual Venom in the movie still looks good. Um, it is very CGI heavy, but like the more the more I hear about this, the less interested I am. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I was that. I was super hyped at first because I was like, hell yeah, yeah. R-rated Venom, let's yeah, fucking party. absolutely, yeah. and now it seems kind of meh. Meh, exactly. Yeah. Like, I can't think of other words except for meh. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Machine Gun Kelly of Marvel movies. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's going to be a post credit scene, which is news for some fucking reason. I don't, I right? don't know why. Like, because this, this is... This is it's a Marvel film. Yeah. Well, you wait, expect wasn't to be Spider-Man the was, was Spider-Man separate from the Marvel universe? Was that the whole Sony thing? Yeah, yeah. And this so, is part of the whole Sony thing. So this is not under the Marvel umbrella. 
Right, but that's probably they, why he's but saying Fox like, wasn't. Un- uh, no, this is under the Marvel umbrella. Like Marvel it? still has something to do with this. Okay, they're just not. It's Sony like at the helm rather than Disney. Uh, okay, got it. Uh, so yeah. there, there's nothing new about post credit sequences in most movies anymore. Yeah, yeah, actually that's true. It seems to be have caught caught on with tons of films. Uh, but on top of that, we got a fucking god awful poster that just looks really generic. It features Venom lurking over the cast of the main characters, including Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, and Riz Ahmed. And it, you know, just nothing about this stands out. Like no. it's grayed Venom's out. It's grayed color. out. Like what the fuck? You're gonna take something saturated in color and make it purposefully dull? Yeah, yeah. They, like, change the opacity. It looks whack. Yeah, I don't know. It just screams corporate. And that was mentioned in the article and mentioned by a few people in comments mm-hmm. and everything. And it just, it just does. It's right. It's 100% safe. correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Everything feel, Everything about this movie feels safe. Yeah. And I wonder if it's, like, it's, it's, like, I know that Sony is really being kept afloat right now by their gaming division. And I wonder how much that has to do with it. Like, mm. the, I know that financially... Spider-Man game's crushing it, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, I know uh, financially, like, their their film stuff hasn't done well for for a while. Yeah. So, I wonder if that's what it is. It's like, they've got to make this safe in order yeah. to keep it afloat. But it's like, by making it safe, you're also taking a lot of the thunder away from it, I think. Yeah, I, and I think you're, like, losing some people who are super into it. You yeah. know what my biggest concern with this being PG-13 and the potential for this to just absolutely flop is... If, if this surprises everybody and does really well, mm-hmm. that means we're going to get at least one more, which will probably introduce Carnage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Car- I, think, I think it's pretty much like a guaranteed bet we're going to see Carnage introduced in this one. Woody Harrelson still cast, and there's still right. nothing on it. We made such a big form. deal about... Carnage can't be PG-13. Well, if you, ch- if, you check his, if you check the IMDb, like yeah. Woody Harrelson is listed in the movie, but there's nothing next to him. Yeah. Okay. But it's well, already confirmed. On. Carnage is pretty much confirmed. But yes. Doing that. Like, but and that's the thing. Like a Carnage movie can't be PG thirteen, can it? I don't know. This one can. I, I guess if you're making Venom, if you're PG-13, making Venom PG thirteen, yeah. the one thing I do like about this poster is his mouth and his tongue. That's, yeah. that's very, <laughs> like, very creepy. Other than that, I hate it, and I think we should not talk about this anymore. Yeah, right. I'm putting a gag order <laughs> so on this one. I think it comes out. You're right, though. It comes out very soon. October fifth. Is it the fifth? It yeah, is the fifth. Okay. It's right around the corner. We're going to talk about it one more time. No. For now when it comes out for now slaying. Okay. And that's it. All yeah. right. And then maybe once when we watch it and dunk on it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it'll be really good. Maybe it'll be really good. Yeah, watch it be like, it comes out and everybody's like, this is the best comic book movie that has ever been made. It's not going to happen, but yeah. it could. It could. My it money's could. on Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't disappoint me. No, I know. From. That would break. That would break my heart. Uh, AMC has plans to milk The Walking Dead for ten more years. It's so a, it's a universe, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so even with all the bad press, the tanking ratings, and Andrew Lincoln leaving the series, AMC seems insistent on cons- continuing the franchise for at least another decade. AMC CEO Josh Josh Sapin recently interviewed with Forbes, saying that. The Walking Dead is a universe. <laughs> we have is a plan it? to manage it over the next decade plus. That plan is a careful plan. It's a careful. That yeah. sounds that sounds like a Trump line right there. That plan is a careful <laughs> <It's> plan. Careful <laughs> to respect the world of fans and that world. I guess that means diehard fans have nothing to fear. The show isn't going anywhere anytime soon, or at least iterations of it aren't going to be going anywhere anytime soon. How do you guys feel about this? Considering we were just talking. Only a few weeks ago, about how we might be back on the in right. on the show after the the latest trailer that came out. See, I like I, I like that there's always going to be a show about zombies on network television, right? Regardless if I choose to watch it or not, or not, I like that it's an option, mm-hmm. and I do like when things, shows and movies 
build and create a universe. So these are two things that will it be good? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Ten years though, that's a that's, that's a, a long, that's a bold statement. That is so proper <laughs> shit, dude. That is like as the world turns <laughs> yeah. shit right there. One of the questions I had was this whole ten years thing. Yes. Is is that ten like consecutive years of this universe? Yeah. Or is it ten total years of all of the universe's shows combined? He said for the next decade. Yeah, man. I think I'm he means for ten, ten years. Yeah, I think okay. he's expecting to get another decade. So I'm not surprised by this at all. I assume that with the new showrunner and the new writers and the way they're kind of redoing the whole series now, that gets, what, two, three, se- two, three seasons out of that by itself? Yeah. Yeah. The thing that I have a question for you guys about is I'm going to read you a list of shows currently on AMC. Okay. Better Call Saul, Lodge 49, Fear the Walking Dead, mm-hmm. The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. Preacher, Dietland, uh, Unapologetic. Mm-hmm. And that's all that I'm seeing. McMafia and Riviera. Aside from Walking Dead and Better Call Saul, have they you have seen the terror, it? you son of a bitch. Oh, that's right. Okay, and the terror. So the terror, Preacher, The Walking Dead, and Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. Better Call Saul's got a finite ending. Mm-hmm. Preacher, Palmer, you've seen it. I don't know how long I mean, you see that. The comic has this finite ending. The comic has a finite <laughs> ending, but I don't know how long the show, if the show's going to get through all of it. I don't Honestly, know what the plans are with the that. The way the ratings were this past season, I'm, I'm going to be surprised. Are you thinking that they're going to create a universe within their shows? No. Okay. What else do they have that's really bringing in ratings? Like, the ratings have been dropping for these shows a lot, but they're still... They're still good, They're though. still powerhouse shows. No, the terror's been doing really well. From what I understand, it only got better as the season I'm, I'm saying, like, the, the ratings for The Walking Dead oh, universe oh, shows yeah, yeah, have the, been dropping, but they're still powerhouse the Walking, shows. Yeah, The Walking Dead still does very well, and Fear the Walking Dead... It, does well as well. Yeah, so I mean, like, <laughs> it looks like a huge ratings drop to us, but it's still like they're, they're still making one money show. from yeah. it. Yeah, I, I'm, I would assume this is their top show. Yeah, so I, I'm not surprised. And you, you beat that horse for all it's worth, and then when it's got nothing left, you just fucking eat it. Cool. Just, I, guess, I guess so. Just like, a just like the zombies. Zombie. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. I just uh, considering the really good content that they've had in the past Mm -hmm. i know they're capable of producing something else that'll be amazing yes and maybe they're just in that hbo lull that you know how hbo had that lull like after the wire came out it took and then they had the sopranos and then after the the sopranos Sopranos and six feet under and stuff like that and then there was like a two or three year yeah it was like a desert yeah (laughs) so i wonder if they're just kind of like in that lull or maybe maybe uh um the terror the terrors the, the the show that'll the pick up the shining night yeah mm-hmm. i mean it got great reviews the first season yeah. maybe the second season will be the one where it really takes off i don't know i don't know i don't know either i, I am going to i have plans to watch this season i do too i'm going to check it out i'll give it a shot but i'm not going back to watch the seasons that i missed <laughs> yeah neither am i i'm no fuck it i'm good i'm jumping in and that's yep. that's the way it is i'm going in that's- i'll figure it out i'll, I'll read a, figure it I'll, out I'll, I'll read a wiki about it and call yeah. it a day i'll watch <laughs> the talking dead or listen to the talking dead you yeah. watch The Talking Dead. Is yeah, he's watch? back. They gave him his drawback. Mm-hmm. I said, you watch it. You'll, okay. It's like right after. That's right. Before, I don't, do they not have Comic Book Man on anymore? I did like that show. I don't know if that's still on. It wasn't on the, his list of AMC shows. I stopped scrolling because a lot of it was like, behind the scenes with blah, blah, uh, blah. And behind the scenes with this. I do mm, like Comic mm, Book Man. Mm. They have that uh, Eli Roth special coming up, too. Oh, that's right. That uh, History of Horror. Yeah. Yep. I'm actually really looking forward to I that. I am as, as well. <laughs> That'll be fun. My dog, please pardon the noises. Squeak, uh, squeak, squeak. Hail Satan! <laughs> Hail Satan! She's just so excited about Satanic Panic. <laughs> um, 
Sci-Fi also has announced its 10th year of 31 Days of Halloween, and they're really bringing it this yep. year. Uh, they've got five totally original horror films. What? <laughs> what? Five? Some of them sound yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah, some of them actually sound pretty good. Uh, and, the, and the premieres of three uh, shows. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Seasons, I guess. Yeah, um, seasons. So it's really awesome that they're doing this content, but you mean to tell me that they've got these like movies in the pipelines? Like what? They've been saving up for the 10 years. Apparently. Dude, Sci-Fi's been bringing their A-game all year. They really have. I mean, they've even got, they've got Leprechaun coming in March yeah. of next year. Oh, my God, dude. This is, Sci-Fi's just, stepping up. Uh, but... They've got a whole ton of spooky shit. So for people that are interested, we've got several original series. We've got Z Nation, Van Helsing, and Channel Zero, which is the one that I'm looking forward to most. I actually recently started watching that with with my wife. Okay. And uh, the Dream Door. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a it's about a thing with teeth. At least the first season is covered in teeth, eating things, teeth and things. Yeah. Newlyweds Jillian and Tom, who have been brought, who have each brought each other's secrets into their marriage, they discover a strange door in their basement. Those secrets start to threaten their relationship and their lives. Yeah, that's, so that's that's going to be the upcoming season. So they're doing and this teeth. back to back too. This okay. is like episode uh, an episode a night apparently, October twenty sixth through the thirty first. Right. Uh, so it starts on Friday and and ends on whatever the thirty first is, but it starts at eleven o'clock. Um, I'm probably going to be, be watching there. this. Yeah, I'm probably <laughs> tuning into this. Uh, we got some original movies. And, and I'm actually going to read a brief synopsis for some of these because they actually sound pretty good. So we got No Escape Room. Uh, it's a father and daughter check out of a small small, small town. Sorry, they check out a small town <laughs> escape room and discover there's something sinister about the place. Uh, Kuk- this one I'm not sure how to say. Kukui? Yeah, I couldn't figure Kukui? this out. Kukui? 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 I don't know. El, uh, El, the boogeyman. It's, it's El Kikui. El Kikui. The Mexican boogeyman. Yeah. Okay. Um, is it really Kikui though? Or are you just making that up? Well, I'm assuming if, like in in Spanish, that's how it would be pronounced, isn't it? I don't know. Kikui? I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> I I don't either. Unfortunately, I only speak gibberish, and even at not. times that is not fluent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that one's a teenage girl confined to her home on house arrest soon discovers that a nightmarish urban legend. The, the the Mexican boogeyman El Cucuy are actu- is actually true. <laughs> um, I well I you know I'm I'm laughing at this and it's mainly because of the fact that I'm stuttering over all this nonsense. But I think it's really cool that we're starting to delve into like more cultural, yeah, uh, folklore, yeah, and folklore. urban legends. Yeah, yeah. So we've got uh, what's the what's the name of the movie that's coming about the crying the yes. crying <sighs> woman? Um, I always get that I got her name mixed up. I can't remember right now. Off the top That's of my one head. who cries by I, the river, right? Yeah, yeah. I think and Sam's looking at the for children. Us. I've, I've got it in here somewhere. Um, I'll find it. But next up, we got Karma. Uh, it's a college grad. Manny has trouble meeting ends meet. His father-in-law offers him a job evicting delinquent tenants. It's got to be a shitty job. I was just going to say, what an that awful job like that would be. Really People job. are going to be so mad at you. Yeah. Uh, Manny soon finds himself unleashing a karma demon, which stalks him at every turn. And this one actually sounds like it's one of those, it could be one of those like so bad it's good, karma, karma, which is karma, probably karma, why it's going to be on a demon. Saturday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Killer High. I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to skip it's, the it's, synopsis for that one. It's, it's exactly what you think yeah, it would be. It's exactly what you think it would be. It's and just that, self-explanatory. Uh, the Curse of La Llorona. Yeah, La Llorona, that's it. That's right. it. That's it. And then finally, Finally, dead in the water, an all-female crew in a boat in the middle of nowhere must deal with an invader on their ship. I don't like the synopsis because at first they call it a boat and then they call it a ship. So is it a boat or is it a ship? Right. It also sounds those a are lot two like different things. It also sounds like a, a lot like another movie I mentioned the other day, uh, the Ghost Night Passenger. Ship. <laughs> it also sounds like an X Files episode. Can we yeah. also talk about how it sounds like Ghost Ship? <laughs> you guys remember that one? I, I do. The end. The beginning <laughs> of that movie is 
so fucking good. Yep. And then it just it becomes so kind of crappy. <laughs> uh, but finally, we're going to end with some box office stuff. And this isn't normally something we talk about, but I actually found this to be pretty interesting for this week. So The Meg cleared $500 million worldwide over the weekend, placing it in the black, which is, yep. I think, a pretty good thing. I don't think you guys have ever have seen it yet, right? No, we almost went to see it this past weekend, but then it started raining. Yep. And uh, hurricane, tornado, shit. Uh, town and, the hornado. Um, <laughs> but... It's good. Yeah, the, 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 the whatever the, the tornado. Um, <laughs> no, no, tornado. <laughs> but uh, it's great for people that saw it and that wouldn't mind a sequel to this. I had a lot of fun with it. I really enjoyed it when I went to go see it. I talked about it briefly on one of our episodes. I think yeah, like yeah. a few weeks back. But and um, this this is the one thing that gives me hope about Venom is that this was originally supposed to be rated R and got knocked down to PG thirteen. Right. You still said you enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah, but I went in with pretty. Pretty low expectations. No, that's not really the way. Like I went into this thinking and kind of knowing what I was going to get. Right, the trailer right. kind of showed us exactly what we yes. were going to get. It was a dumb monster movie, and that's really all it was. Fair enough. And and so I, I went into it knowing what it was and walked out of it enjoying what I got. Right. And whereas Venom, I I I was expecting a lot more, and it's okay. not it's not the case at all. Um, the Predator also dominated the box office this week with 24 million domestically. It's got a long ways to go to break even, considering they spent over 88 million on it, and projections have it around 30 mil- 300 million to break even. But the film is doing well overseas, so we'll see how it goes. We're looking at about 54 million worldwide right now, so we'll see if it manages to keep itself afloat. Time will tell. Uh, the tomato meter isn't helping. The film currently sits at 33. <laughs> percent which is a bummer. The Nun's doing well. The Nun is doing well. The Nun is doing very well. So uh, it continues to remain high at the box office. Nothing close to its opening weekend of $131 million. In fact, it's one of the sharpest drops okay. uh, in recent memory. But Because the second week was only $18.2 million. Only. Only. Well, the second week was also million. competing with Predator. Yeah, but Predator didn't necessarily do that much better. It did 24. Yeah, it's only $6 million more. Still, so yeah. I, I think it might have just been a slow weekend in general for, Maybe. for and again movies. like Increment the weather, weather on the east coast was pretty yeah. questionable this yeah, weekend. Yeah, yeah. And we all know that only people the only people going to see movies are the ones on the east coast. That's right. Uh, no, but that's a lot of markets. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't go I didn't go to the movies last weekend. Yeah. yeah. I only I try, go to the movies on Tuesday nights cuz it's cheaper. I was going to say yeah. I try and go to the movies at least once a week and I did not go last week. Um but it's crossed over 200 million worldwide. So good for it. Good but for it. Tomato and, Tomato Meter also has that sitting at 27%. And uh, $1.4 for the franchise as a whole, which is the highest grossing horror franchise of all time. Here we go. It is officially the Marvel fucking which franchise is, yep, of horror. Absolutely. Which is insane to me that anything could beat out something that has the volume of, like, Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It is what it is. People like what they like. Yeah. yeah. But you know, honestly, I think, it's, I, think it's, I think it's really back, piggybacking off of the fact that... The Conjuring One and Two were so good. Yes, yeah. and and you know people that are going to see the spinoffs, they have that like ray of hope. Absolutely, that, that you're not going to not go watch it in case it is as good as the first. Yeah, exactly. The first exactly. Conjuring movie. So I texted you last week while you were running away from a hurricane. Yes, about this movie because it's what we reviewed for anybody that missed last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you said you were, you told us that this was the most disappointing movie of the year to you. It was. Why is that? Because of the fact that it's piggybacking off of The Conjuring 1 and 2. <laughs> yep. I enjoy the hell out of those movies. I can't speak for Annabelle because I haven't seen them. 
But uh, rumor has it the first one was kind of like yes. the first or like this nun film. It was not received very well, but the second one apparently was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think it so it has to do with the fact that it, a it's piggybacking off the, those two movies and b I'm fascinated by a demon like this, like like absolutely fascinated <laughs> yeah. by a demon like this. Like she's the she seems genuinely horrific to me. Uh, and maybe it's got to do with the fact that, you know, I was like a part of the church as a kid and mm-hmm. like all that shit. Like I've got like deep roots in the fucking church and nuns already terrified me. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that this thing existed, I was really expecting for something more. And, and it was just one of those. And I think it was a combination of me maybe setting the bar too high based on the trailers. Mm-hmm. I thought the scare, the scare, so they showed one of the best scares they, in the entire yeah. film in the trailer. Yep. And it and ruined it for it me. It did. And I spent the whole movie waiting for it. And then when it came out, I was like, oh, yep, there it is. Because they tease it like yeah. three times. Yeah, yeah. So, so they showed that. And like honestly, I thought that was such a well-done jump scare. I was like, oh, my God. All right, they're not only doing jump scares that are this good, mm-hmm. like borderline as good as Exorcist 3 type of stuff. Right. Holy shit, the rest of the movie could stack up and be genius. Right, if they're showing this in the preview, yeah. then you can only imagine what's in the movie. And this is just a jump scare. Yeah. Like, this is just for this – this is just get the plebs in the door. Right. The <laughs> horror fans that are going to be sitting there – like, I was expecting so much out of this film. And before I saw it, I have to admit, I looked at the the Rotten Tomatoes oh, you did? meter for it, the, the tomato meter for it, and I saw that it was sitting low, and I was like, no, there's no, <laughs> no. way. These there's people don't, no these pleads don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, this is, this is horse shit. Like, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this film. Palmer's going to take his highbrow and review that highbrow movie. I sat down there, and we, we were in Cine Bistro with our bougie chair. See, oh my God, this guy loves fucking Cine so Bistro. So bougie. And, and my food, and my, oh God, I See, I'm the I'm the fucking I am that guy that strolls into Cine Bistro and gets a goddamn Philly cheesesteak. He even says it bougie and annoying. I know. Cine Bistro. It's a Cine. Cine Bistro, it's like the rest Cine. of it. Cine. Cine. You goddamn please. Cine. So, Cine Bistro. For people that don't know what that is, I'm assuming that's the equivalent of like Alamo Draft House, right? I don't know what an Alamo Draft House is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so smaller theaters, long, same long. smaller theaters, big cushy chairs. You yep. get food brought to you. It's and you a can cinema drink and, it's a, and a bistro. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a, no. It's a cinema. It's a cinema. It's a cinema and a bistro. And and I sat there in my bougie chair and I I, I I I was a child on Christmas. I am telling you right now. And I then was, he was a I, disappointed. There, child there was hope. Christmas. There was glee in my eyes. I was gleaming. And you can ask my wife. She sat there bearing this movie with me. Mm. And and I was gleaming. And I, it just it was got it just a it polished got, turd in that box. It got. To the 35-minute mark, 40-minute mark, and I remember I started looking at my watch, and that's always a bad sign. Yeah. If I'm looking at my watch during a movie, that's a bad sign. I started looking at my watch. And so, like, it just, like, the movie hits its culminating point, and it's just, like, this, 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 it's the height of it, right? And we finally get to see the nun in all her glory, and she's roaring, and she's floating, and fucking <laughs> floating, and there's water, and it's, it's action, and I'm just, like, <sighs> he's playing games on his phone. I wonder what Hearthstone's doing right now. I was. <laughs> I assume you were looking at fantasy football stuff. I was, yeah. and then he died. And we walked. So like, I, I, the movie ended, and I was like, that can't be it. That can't fucking be it. And I looked at my wife, and I was like, let's see if there's a post credits sequence for this. Nope. Nope. I didn't care about Frenchie. No, not at all. I didn't care about fucking. I didn't, ultimately, I didn't give a shit about the nun. The most fucking poignant part of the whole goddamn movie. I didn't care about yeah. her towards the end of it. The beginning, I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. She's emerging out of that dark tunnel. Yep. That other nun's like, rah, 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 rah. And then that shit happened. And I'm just... Who 
this is such a great beginning and then it just falls the fuck off it started off real well yeah and i just i was i walked away so disappointed from that as of right now that movie is what did i say from last year that fucking netflix uh shutter movie that i detested oh i don't hate it quite as much as i hated that movie but that if so when we get to our five films and most disappointing film yes it's sitting in that spot right now Spoiler alert for people who are all about lists. <laughs> we are doing a list. <laughs> Tearing Barnitos. Yeah. Uh, but hey, we're a podcast, so we're going to throw some advertising stuff at you. Uh, <laughs> RVA, it's almost Halloween. We'll be ringing it in this year with Red Vane in some very special ways. Uh, Red Vane Haunted House is Richmond's scariest indoor slash outdoor haunted attraction created by red vein army in 2016 and located in hanover vegetable farm which is just 10 miles from short pump and 20 miles from downtown richmond they've been featured in rva magazine richmond magazine and style weekly it's where richmond goes for horror we'll be attending their fall kickoff party at intermission brewery on friday uh this friday actually this friday 921 so if you listen to this episode the day it's released come join us <laughs> otherwise fuck you <laughs> come get drunk and drink red vein's own special beer yeah come join us for costumes contests and of course drinking the fun begins at 6 p.m and continues until 9 so be there or be square it's bound to be a blast you can also join us for their experience or and experience sorry their 2018 attractions including rabbits cryfield red vin asylum and providence home for wayward wayward children the fun kicks off friday october 5th and will be there saturday october 6th the activities continue every weekend in october so be sure to head over to redvainhunt.com and grab your tickets hootie who hootie who I'm into it. Who do you? Blue Apron. <laughs> Have you gotten your super, your Casper mattress yet? <laughs> Those are next week's ads. Now. Okay. Go. Go. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right, Sam, you ready to ring in the next segment? Yeah, we might as well hop into the now slate. Yes. So another uh, quieter week this week, which is good, but still some really good stuff coming out. Uh, Starting with Cynthia from Indican Pictures, came out uh, September 18th on VOD and DVD. It's a horror comedy, supposedly, uh, based on what I saw from the trailer. I don't know where the comedy is, but I'll trust them. Uh, Robin and Michael are college sweethearts who have everything, a perfect marriage, an adorable cat, and a beautiful home. But one thing is missing from this idyllic setting, a baby. After years of fertility treatments, their dreams come true when Robin finds out she's pregnant. This is a dream come true or a nightmare come to life. Mm. Fair mm. question. Fair question for any new parents, I Absolutely. Guess. <laughs> uh, next up, also on DVD and VOD, also September 18th, The Toy Box from Steelhouse Productions and Skyline Entertainment. Charles has purchased a vintage RV with the hopes of taking his family on a road trip to reconcile with his two sons, a promise he made to his wife before she recently passed. His oldest son, Steve, and his wife, Jennifer, played by Denise Richards, their daughter and the family dog are excited about the excursion. However, his, young, his youngest son, Jay, is less than enthusiastic. Along the way, they pick up Samantha, played by, again, Misha Barton. Fuck yeah, Misha Barton. Killing it. She's, she's, <laughs> she's just everywhere now. Uh, and her brother, broken down on the side of the highway. Before they get to get them to a service station in the next town, however, Charles insists on taking a detour into the desert to visit a landmark, and they soon get lost. Now stranded in the desert, the unsuspecting group is blindsided by the terrible secrets they discover within the walls of the RV and find themselves in the fight of their lives. Okay, wait, so his wife died, and he's going to find his two sons with his new wife? Apparently. Damn. No, it's, it's uh, his oldest son, 
his son's wife, played by Denise Richards, and their daughter. Oh, okay. I was like, well, no wonder they don't want to see you. How old is Denise Richards, though? I don't know. 20? 22? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know what? Did she ever age? <laughs> no, she looks the same. She actually looks really good. Does she? Yeah, she looks great. Googling. Did you watch the fucking trailer? No. No. Fool. Homer doesn't pay attention to these. <laughs> Next up in theaters on September 21st, The House with a Clock on Its Walls from Universal Amblin. That's a stupid fucking name. It is a stupid name. It's like The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. That's, Jack Black. That's better. It's a book, though, isn't it? Yeah. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, or The Clock no, that the House is... with a Clock on Its Walls? I don't know. I think it is. Let's but it tells a spine-tingling tale of 10-year-old Lewis, played by Owen Vaccaro, who goes to live with his uncle in a creaky old house with a mysterious ticking, tick-tocking heart. Creepy old uncle is played by Jack Black. His new town's sleepy facade jolts to life with a secret world of warlocks and witches when Lewis accidentally awakens the dead. And Palmer, you said this one's directed by Eli Roth? Yes. Yeah. Secretly, His name though. is not Secretly. on it anywhere. Secretly. In any of the advertising. Yep, it's very secret. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. Because they don't want they his, don't want a children's his film torture porn to, to be taint, yeah, to taint the taint the kids movie. This is a child's movie. Uh, last up in theaters, we talked about this one before coming out on the twenty first. Assassination Nation from Neon and Bronze Studios. Uh, high school senior Lily and her three best friends live in a haze of text, post selfies, and chats, just like the rest of the world. Their small town gets turned upside down when an anonymous hacker starts to reveal personal messages and secrets of thousands of people. As anger erupts into full-blown violence, the four girls soon find themselves in a fight for their lives against an armed mob. Oh Palmer, you said you were pretty excited about this one. Yeah, I'm stoked yeah. on this one. I love uh, movie hackers. Looking. I can't. I hope they show him. Yeah. <laughs> or her. I hope it's just like random yeah. pounding on a keyboard that makes no sense. It's yeah. Like, like hackers. Skrillex um, coming in the back. <laughs> and also because I think it is now a podcast requirement to mention it anytime it comes up in the news. Available on Netflix now for those who are too tired or busy to go outside. Palmer's favorite movie of all time, The Vitch, is now on Netflix as of September 17th. Watch it with subtitles. Dost thou enjoy the taste of butter? <laughs> oh my god, you sound <laughs> just like, Black Philip, Black Philip. <laughs> I would fucking so there you have it. kill That's... that fucking goat. <laughs> you slit his fucking throat. I slit his fucking throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you have it. That's uh, this week's Now Slaying. You got a bunch of options for... If you're at home, or if you're out and about, or... If you're out and about. If you're out and about. Out and about. Or if you just want to see what Palmer's favorite movie's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Please watch it with the subtitles, though. And think of him when you do it. Yeah. Yes. In think- fact, just masturbate furiously to my <laughs> to pictures of me while you watch it. Everyone's going to love this movie now. <laughs> I fucking... Please. I have endorsed it. With the, I will put a smile of my oh you know what tomorrow on Instagram the first thing that's going up the first post is going to be me smiling with so the captions the bang images right there ready to go hey uh, we might if if Palmer's lucky we might throw up the video of him getting his tramp stamp to it too ooh oh, baby that's bad. I forgot it yeah I forgot we took a video of that ooh baby ooh baby ooh, baby all right well it's time for the main event it's a, it's a little movie it's called uh, House of the Devil the House of the Devil. Hey! Satan! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's main event. House of the Devil, 2009. Director, Ty West. Written by Ty West. Yep. He's one of those guys that just does a little too much everything. He's got to have himself involved in all aspects Well, I mean, of if you're super talented, you might as well. Oh, his latest stuff hasn't been that great. No, but... And also the budget for this movie was small, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, the first, like, three movies he came out with were so fucking good. Yeah. Were so good. Um, but I don't think he's done anything. So what was the name of the, like, mockumentary one that he did? Uh, South of Hell? Or The Sacrament? 
Uh, yes, the sacrament. The yeah. sacrament. That movie was really bad. I really did not like that at all. No. But everything like before, I don't think he's come out with anything since. He did some episodes. He does some TV episodes. He did um, an I episode hope it for didn't, the like shoot him in the foot. No. Like, in terms of like what he should be doing. He next. did some episodes for the um, the Exorcist, Outcast, and Wayward Pines. Uh, the last like five things on his IMDb are all um, TV shows, TV yeah. series. Yeah. Oh, he did one for Scream too. That was actually that series wasn't too oh, he bad. Did, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would like to see him return to to proper filmmaking because I think he's got talent. And maybe the, the Sacrament might have just been a bit of a of a misstep. Because mm. uh, I remember when that came out, man, I was so stoked and I watched it. And I was like, oh. uh. <laughs> but uh, the cast is Jocelyn Donahue as Samantha, Tom Noonan. Oh yeah, man, I fucking love Tom Noonan. Uh, Mr. Ullman, Mary Warrenoff as Mrs. Ullman. Uh, Greater Gerwig. Yeah, Greater Gerwig. Yeah, Greta. Uh, Megan. She uh, Then A.J. Bowen as Victor Ullman and D. Wallace. My girl, D. Wallace! <laughs> as the landlady. And uh, Lena Dunham as the 911 operator. Yeah, yeah, just real obscure. Who? Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham. Oh, shit. Yeah, she's yeah. the 911 operator oh, in the movie. Right, yep. Um, but yeah, the film, the film, one of the things that I think. I'm just going to throw it out there right now that I love the most about this film. It's like, so there's plenty of films that do 80s homages, right? Mm. And there's plenty of films that capture that kind of nostalgia. This movie, I don't think, is really trying to be nostalgic. I think it's genuinely just trying to be set in the fucking 80s. It is. And if you didn't know that this movie came out, because I watched the end of this with Angelica. Right. Before you guys got here. Yep. We're sitting down and watching this. What year did this come out? Was the first fucking thing that mm-hmm. came out of her mouth. So I had never seen this movie uh, prior to this week. Mm-hmm. And I got really confused and almost texted you guys to make sure I was watching the right movie. Right. <laughs> because it says it's made in 2009. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look like it's made in 2009. Nope. Nope. And the further into the movie you get, the older this movie looks. Yeah. Like that whole last sequence is completely desaturated and yep. it looks like it's from the 70s. And I... I legitimately had no idea if I was watching the right thing. Like, if you watch this movie on, like, a, if you happen... Because there were copies of this released on VHS. Yeah. If you happen to just find this at a VHS store, or, like, you know, at, at a Goodwill... <laughs> oh, a yes, Goodwill, VHS store. That's what I meant to say, is a Goodwill... Blockbuster. Or a thrift store. <laughs> the one yes. lonely blockbuster. And you had no idea what you were getting into. Right. You'd probably think that this movie came out in the in the late or you know mid eighties. You're right, and he absolutely did that on purpose. He wanted it not to be an homage, but to make you think that it actually took place in the eighties. Yeah, and I mean, it's just it's just oozing with that, and it's not like I said, it's not a nostalgia. It's not like a cash grab like you see so often with right. all these like eighties movies, like you know what you see with Stranger Things and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like this movie genuinely feels like it's just an eighties piece. The clothing is perfectly done, all the way down to the fucking Farrah Fawcett hair. Oh yeah, like all the feathered hair, all the feathered. Yeah. All for like uh, the giant Walkman, the mom yeah. jeans, yeah, the, the giant Walkman, jeans. even the musical like <laughs> dance yep. going around the house type of thing. All the camera angles, all the effects, the color everything, palette, everything, everything is just straight up eighties. And I, I think that this it, it takes a keen eye for something like this. And this was the movie that got me into Ty mm-hmm. West. I I saw this, and then I went back and I watched The Innkeepers. Yep. And and from there it was just like I was like, oh my god, this guy is the new face of horror. Absolutely. And for a while, you know, I just I I trumpeted him to everybody that wanted to watch horror movies. Mm-hmm. So I knew Ty West from VHS and mm-hmm. from the ABC's Death. Yeah, he's done shorts for both of those. Um, but it, it was the small details in this movie. Um, I guess in the making of and like not even. 
the the film itself that really helped sell mm-hmm. the the look and feel. Well, according uh, to him, he has a you know like a not a pictographic memory, but photographic memory. photographic memory. Thank you, pictograph. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and he even said that he can just remember details from his childhood like perfectly. So I think that. Oh that really? Was, yeah. So that, oh, that was really, okay. I, there's actually some really good, in, like some really interesting interviews that he's done for various magazines, mm-hmm. and in one of them, he did say he had a photographic memory. So all of those details, I think, came straight from. You know his childhood. Oh. He's only about ten, like you know, eight or nine years older than us. Yeah, I guess that's true. He's 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 not too much older than us. No, um, but I mean, shot on sixteen millimeter. Yes, mm-hmm. super retro. Yeah. Super retro. Yeah, yeah. Super desaturated. The mm-hmm. opening and closing sequences with like the yellow fonts and like the, and the stop, still the, the, stop, yeah. and the way that it, as soon as the credits I, pop, it stops the image and yeah. like it it leaves it there for like what probably no more than three or four seconds, but yeah. it feels like longer than that. Like you. You could have watched the New York Ripper and then turned around and you could easily see this movie coming out at the same time. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, minus the the cheesy disco music. Right. Mm. Throw in some fix. Yeah. Throw on some fix. Start boogieing <laughs> down. 1983, man. It's a good year. Or you mean Johnny Z? Yeah, Johnny Z. <laughs> Fucking shudder. <laughs> Great job, guys. What was it? Show me them titties? Yeah. Show me, shake, sh- shake, shake your titties. Oh, shake your titties. Show me them titties. Uh, same thing. That's <laughs> pretty much what it. <laughs> I know what he meant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I mentioned the clothes. Uh, the the thing that really it's like like you mentioned, Sam. The small details are really what does it. So the scene immediately after she's done uh, meeting with Dee Wallace and discussing her apartment, and mm-hmm. she's so excited. She's bursting with so much hope. Right? Oh gosh, yeah. She's so happy. She's like, I can move out of this uh, this this dorm with my shitty fucking roommate. She's always putting the goddamn sock on the door and, and smoking <laughs> in my dorm, and just like all sorts of just like bullshit that she has to deal with. Her right. side of the room is perfectly clean. The the roommate side of the I room mean, is I've covered never, in shit. I've never lived in a college dorm though, but isn't that just kind of the way it is? That's what I assumed. Yeah, I never lived yeah. in a college. Like, I don't think either. she was. I don't think her roommate was Although, like overtly like, I, douchey. I well no uh, yeah no that is kind of the way it is. Like because so I lived I lived with two other people. Oh god! And one <laughs> of them one of them was like a super neat freak, and I love him to death. He was a great guy. One of them was like a super neat freak, and the other one like didn't give a flying fuck about oh, yeah. anything, and just like threw a sh- like. There was one time I remember coming back in the room, and 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 one of them was sitting on the bed, right, and he was just <laughs> he was so mad, very clearly upset, and he's rocking like not rocking back and forth to the point like it looks like it's a horror movie, but just like <laughs> irritated, uh, yeah, irritated, kind of yeah. just like making the motions of of very clear irritation. I look at him and I'm like, what's wrong with you, man, Christian? Left his pants on my bed. What? His pants? Yeah. He just like threw his pants on his bed. <laughs> and he was so, he's such a neat freak. Right. He's just like, that just, this is. It just fucked him up. I can't fucking deal with this anymore. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, my, I, I, I get it. You know, I don't think she was being too douchey. Oh, but no. the whole sock on the door thing until the late oh, afternoon. Yeah. And I'd be like, that's pretty I'm shitty. In. Yeah, I'm coming in. I don't give a fuck if you're having sex yeah. or not. You can like, keep going if you want. Everyone in this hallway is going to see them balls to butts. Yeah. Balls to butts. Balls to butts. I mean, shit, my roommates didn't give a fuck about the sock on the door. They just came in. I was yeah. just like, all right, well, hi. <laughs> nice job on the way in. High five on the way out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Good job, buddy. <laughs> I mean, it was always like the real quick, like, in and then just turn around and go back out. I'm like, well, I don't know what the point is. Nobody stopped to make Maybe pizza they had rolls. to get their money. <laughs> yeah. No, there was no ramen making going on in the microwave or anything. You guys like want that. a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> We're making one right now. Can you leave, please? <laughs> Me and Christian are making one. Fuck off. <laughs> 
your pants and get the fuck out of here. But she puts on her mittens, right? She does. And uh, she's just walking away with so much hope. And that was like, it's the small details like that that make it feel like it's truly an 80s film. Yep. You know, like you don't see those kinds of mittens these days. Like nobody not. fucking wears those kinds of things anymore. Nope. Uh, you can't touch your screen anymore if you put those on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how do you how do you check your texts? Now you got to have the little finger fingerless gloves uh, that you can lift up and out, and you can't check your cell phone. Otherwise. Or the ones that have like the little tips that you can use your phone on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Those are money. <laughs> but the, like I said, she's just bursting with so much hope at the at the beginning of this movie. Samantha's just she is. Her and Megan are the oh gosh, epitome yes. of college students, right? Yep. Like, so you have one that's the hopeful smart girl, and that's Samantha. And then you have Megan, who's the, who's clearly as capable, but is more about just like she's she seems she, Megan's character seems to me to be the more like struggling college student, like the one that's like like she's every time there's food around. She's eaten. She's like, yeah. she, she she comments on the pizza at one point. She's like, "This pizza tastes awful," and still fucking finishes yeah. the slice. And she sits down and 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 rifles through the old man candy and takes like fifteen pieces. Which is funny because her parents are rich. Yeah, at one point she's yeah. like, "Yeah, I can just ask my dad for money." She just likes to eat food yeah. a lot. Yeah, I, I, but like it comes across that like I had yeah. so many friends like that in, in college that yeah. were just like like they'd go like to morning breakfast right and take like five bagels and stuff and them in their, their pockets. pockets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all had friends like that. Yeah. And, Don't look and, at me. <laughs> no, I'm not looking at you. I was, I was like, I only did that a couple of times. <laughs> but those two characters, and this is just the part of, this is the start of my adoration of this entire cast. Yes. Uh, these two characters are just so well written. It, like, every time I see this movie again, it just brings me back to that, like, my my freshman year and my dorm room experiences and that college life. It just sucks me back in, but it makes me feel like I'm part of the 80s at the same time. Mm. And I think I think just... The, the way the movie starts off in the first 20 minutes of it, you know, it just seems like it's it's such a sweet film. Like, it's going to be yep. about friendship and happiness and yep. love. And if it was called anything else but House of right. the Devil, that's probably <laughs> what you'd expect from this yeah. film. And if it was called, like, New House, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be the happiest movie ever. Right? <laughs> <laughs> She's going to have a ho- housewarming party and Megan's going to come. I can't wait to see the, what antics she gets into. Yeah. <laughs> Her shenanigans are going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they were such good friends too. They really were. They really were. And 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 the way that this movie kind of builds up and builds up and builds up and 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 things it's like it's like a lot of other slow burn horror films in the sense that we just covered Rosemary's Baby. We yes. talked about its comparisons with or the comparisons of of Hereditary to Rosemary's Baby. This is another one in that same vein, you know, Absolutely, you've got yeah. you've got seemingly normal situations that get more and more creepy. It starts off very subtly and then all of a sudden it just like little things, little things keep adding up and keep building and building and building off one another until it gets to the point where like you know, you have the the culmination of the final ending where everything mm-hmm. goes crazy and you're realizing that this character isn't paranoid. Um but this movie has a few scenes in it that are along the course of the story where you're realizing that something is super fucked up. Like, it doesn't take very long. For instance, we see what happens to Megan. Yes, you're right. You know, she's she finishes dropping off Samantha after after accepting the babysitting position that isn't really a babysitting position. It's for Mama. It's for Mama. Uh, and <laughs> there's a lot of movies we've talked Would about with Mama. Would you guys do that? Would you... If, if you were in her position, you needed... She needed what three hundred bucks? Four fucking bucks, yeah. So she, probably. Had, she needed three. She needed money to pay the deposit on this place. On this new um, place. Yeah. So D. She, Wallace was giving her an opportunity. So she yeah, was. let's let, let's talk about this specific this specific thing because 
Megan tells her not to do it. Yeah, she Megan's... like, if anything's out of place or seems weird, like... We're not doing this. We're not this. doing this. This is what we talked and about. And then the creepy-ass dude is like, you're not actually looking after our baby. You're looking they're way at... too old to have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> you're looking you... after my mother. Yeah. Do you look after the mother? Absolutely. And your friend is like, this is bucks. a fucking terrible idea. And this is 400 bucks in 1983, which is... It's like... That's like a thousand. That's like a bajillion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in it. Are I'm you, in it. So you're F- doing fuck it. Fuck you. I'll see you later. I'm in it. <laughs> I'm I, a big dude, dude. There's not a whole lot. Okay, of what if you're me. her? You're not a big dude. Say you're. If I'm not me, a petite her. It's hard for me to imagine anything else but not being the de- yeah, devilish, devilishly dashing. It's the equivalent me. of just over a thousand dollars. Oh yeah, it. never mind. I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> yep. That's a month. Even for me now, that's my mortgage for the month. Yeah, I wouldn't do it for four hundred dollars, but I do four it for hours. Of work, but I do it for. You said it's over a grand. It's it's just over a thousand dollars. Like how much over a thousand? Ten bucks. Oh, definitely then. Yeah. You know yeah. how many? You know how many bagels I can buy with that? <laughs> how many bagels I can line my pockets with? <laughs> I can't steal them from the from the food hall anymore. What about that would that would think about think about at that point right? That would have covered her first month's rent. And then some. And then she could get new blinds. Yeah. Or, or, or she, 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 she probably could have paid like two or three months with that money. She said she had, what, like 40 bucks in her bank account? 80, she had $83. 80, oh, $83. 80. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of money for her. And I remember when we were in college, we would have done anything for 50 bucks. And that's what mm-hmm. Dee Wallace said. She's like, I know you're my daughter. Like, I know how hard it is to scrape the money together. That's why, like, you don't have to pay the deposit. Just pay the first month's rent. But isn't it, like, yeah, he's offering $400. But isn't it suspicious that yes. he's constantly just... Pulling out another hundred dollar bill and throwing it on the table, he's like, "How about for two hundred dollars? How about for three hundred And that's why she's like four hundred. Yeah. She'd already made up her mind by then. She's yeah. like, mm-hmm. "She's like, all right, this guy's gonna throw money at me. Go for it. Mm. Are you gonna do it? It's definitely suspicious. I'm not. It's I'm, definitely oh, suspicious. Absolutely. A lot of me would say, like, get that. Like, my entire body would be saying, get the yep. hell out of here. Yep. But my wallet would slap me in the mouth for leaving that money. On but the table. I would, I would have been like, four hundred bucks for me." 200 for my friend. No, because she's staying. He, he said specifically that it was just one person. I would have been like, Do you think that so if, 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 if you were in that position? Oh, I would have negotiated even more. She said, So, or or I would have settled for like three and been like, All right, it's 100 for her. Do you think too. that he would not have, do you think that he would have said no then because they couldn't have Maybe. two people? And in which case, all right, well, then. like, fine, then peace out. Yeah. I would have told my friend to like hide in the, like, just hang out. Once like, he's gone, you know, back. I'll just come yeah. back. Yeah, yeah I would have done like, Why did she even come in the house with her? Like, why didn't you just hang out in the car? Because she wanted to make sure that it, the situation was, like, legit. Because Tom Noonan's a big, creepy-looking dude. He is. And he sounded creepy on the phone, too. When he called, you are just like, oh, God. Meet me by the <laughs> me place, by. place. And I'm so sorry. I didn't. I stood you up. I, I, keep, I hope you understand. I, I keep I, putting posters out and nobody keeps answering them. Well, to be fair, a fucking shitty friend was tearing them down. <laughs> Megan was running, was running around tearing those things off the wall. <laughs> they were handwritten, too. Do you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who hands writes a poster? I mean, Mama. in Mama. the 80s. Yeah, yeah, in the 80s. They just had Xerox in the 80s. I would have handwritten some posters. That shit was probably expensive. Though. If you only it's need, like, like six, yeah, if you only need, like, six or please, you're talking about expensive. He literally just threw $400 at her. To he was getting off. his money back at the end of the day, anyways. Well, he was planning to. Yeah, that's true. You're right. You're right. I was just eating it. <laughs> Little did she know that four hundred dollars would go to her hospital bills. <laughs> um, but on top of that, uh, a few other things that I noticed. Well, actually, no. Let's talk a little bit more about the cast. Yeah. The cast right now. 
Tom Newton. How did you guys feel about Tom Newton? He's creepy as fuck. He is creepy. So have I you guys seen Tom, anything else Tom with him? Newton, yeah. yeah, I what think he's great. Is, I don't. I didn't recognize him for anything else. Which, uh, which he's been in, in a whole bunch of stuff. All of which, when you put me on the spot, is not coming to my mind. But he has been. Uh, RoboCop was one of the yep. big things that he was in. Um, RoboCop Two. Yeah. Um, I've never seen. He was that. Kane. He was in Last Action Hero. He was the Ripper. Uh, he was in Heat. He was Kelso. Mm-hmm. Whole bunch of Law and Order. I haven't. Oh, I have no. seen that. I haven't seen Heat. He was What's uncredited in you know, Eight-Legged Freaks. Was he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. I do remember that from his IMDb. Interesting. Yeah. Heaven's Gate? Mm. Like mm. about like the Jonestown murders? I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, the Pledge? Yep. Like, Sounds familiar. So it does sound familiar. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Okay. But yeah, I thought he was super creepy. I think that they that was an excellent casting choice. 12, 12 Monkeys. Oh, The TV okay. show. Yeah. Uh, I don't not, know if you ever watched that. Pardon? The, the TV, TV show? show, not the movie. Oh, okay. At least um. it Fear of the Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that was an excellent casting choice. Oh, Hell on Wheels. He yeah. was also in Hell on Wheels. Yeah. That's that's what I think I know him from the most, because he was the reverend in that. The what? He was the reverend in that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, he was he was pretty good in that. He just is equally equally creepy. He's just got some like essence about him. Whenever he's on, he's very like mild mannered, but at the same time like t- like like timid, but too timid, mm-hmm. like creepily timid, and also aggressive too. At the same yeah, at the like, same time, like, very he's bizarre. A, he's, he's he's got a very interesting. Uh, uh, well, it's interesting because he's like he's he's good at disarming initially, right? He managed yes. to rope her into the house. Yes, and only when he reveals to Samantha that the job is for his mother does he come across as anything other than like right. Yeah, you know, like it seems like he's he's he manages to sell it like he's just a a, a do well guy, and this is all he's had left. This is what he's been stuck with. This is the only option he's right. Got and left, his right? his like he gets a little aggressive, and it just comes off like he's just tried for so long to find someone to do the right thing. Yeah, and no one called, so that's why he's frustrated. Yeah, exactly. So he gets up in the chair and he looks he looks sad or like upset for a moment, but then he immediately catches himself, right, yeah. and sits back down and he apologizes. And he's like, I'm sorry for that. Like, this is the situation I'm in. Please understand. He yes. And he's very, like, polite. And he's oh, like, yes. so, like, it's one of those, like, all right, if somebody got that upset with me and then immediately sat down and caught themselves, I'd probably be like, you know what? Like, all right, all right. I I understand your plight, sir. Right. They just want to go watch the fucking eclipse. Yeah, that's it. That- <laughs> Dressed in their furs. <laughs> They're from the desert. Why do they even have furs? I don't know. It gets cold at night. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That seems so bizarre, though. We're from the desert. They're used to the heat, though. The heat. Mm, now they're in Connecticut. Um, but Noonan, on top of everything, he looks really, really creepy. And yes. and Ty West does a fantastic job of like shooting him in the beginning of the film from angles that kind of corner him in, right? So he seems like he the way that he's shot and the way that he acts, he acts like an animal that you find like cornered, right? Like mm. like if you got. Like a feral cat in like a trap or something like that, and why am I putting a feral cat in a trap? Well, like we, we caught uh, <laughs> we caught a whole bunch of kittens in our backyard with uh, with a humane trap. Okay, um, and you get them cornered, or you get the the mom got involved and she was cornered and everything, and she was mm-hmm. like very very clearly upset about about right. everything that was going on. Understandably so. Yes. Uh, but the way that he shot, he shot from corners and angles and. Ways that make him look like he's only like a piece of the entire picture, and it makes him look like he's kind of being cornered off, and like he's he's. I, it increases his 
the, how timid he is, I guess, in, okay. in character and the way that he's shot. I noticed that um, it's not until the end of the film where he starts being the centerpiece of shots. Okay. Uh, and I noticed that this this time with watching it and made 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 some notes about it. Um, and it, I just thought it was interesting because in comparison to his wife, Vivian. Right. The second we're introduced to his wife, Vivian, uh, she's incredibly creepy. Like, there's nothing else about her. There, like, there's something, like, tall and domineering about her. The first shot we get of her is from the underside. Uh-huh. So she looks like she's a like behemoth. like, looming over. Yeah, like a behemoth in the shot, right? And she's immediately sinister. She's dressed in all black. She's got dark brown hair. And there's just some sort of, like, menacing background to her you know she touches her she brushes samantha's hair back across her shoulder initially mm-hmm. and uh like when she first meets her and and she she just comes across as somebody who's not nearly as compassionate maybe as mr newman is like he's they're kind of like the yin and yang of each other i like read she, that so differently did you i thought that okay. he was much creepier than she was i thought she was so much creepier than he was oh yeah uh if it was just her i might have stayed longer like i would have been less afraid he hmm. seems super creepy to me. At least she... I feel like she was just, like, being herself. Right. Where he looked like he was putting on an act. But when he chases her at the end of the movie... When Noonan uh, chases Samantha at the end of the film... Uh-huh. Even with a fucking, like... Gun to gut his head. wound and everything, he still, like... He's still, like, like stop. Like, let's say... He throws the knife... Okay, remember? He throws the yeah. knife across. And he's, like... You can shoot me if you want. Like he's still the same timid, like yeah, like back. Like I think that's just him. It's uh, it doesn't seem like a facade. She did seem like his wife. Kind of seemed like she was the one who was in charge, though. Because mm-hmm. Mary Warnoff's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> You're right. And I actually, actually, I have a I have. So, considering this is about like cults mm-hmm. and Satanism and stuff, I was drawing parallels to Hereditary, right? And. uh we were talking about with hereditary one of the big themes was like the matriarch of the family right uh-huh so we get introduced to what mama actually looks like at the end of the movie yes uh and she is she looks fucked up she is a sloth from the goonies <laughs> <laughs> so the the actress who played mama her name is uh, danielle no and mm-hmm. she's actually this is the only credit she's ever had as an acting credit she usually works in special effects makeup Mm. And she's done movies like um, Annabelle, The Happening, Lights Out, The Conjuring. House, and she also cool. did makeup for House of the Devil. That's pretty cool. Mm. So did she do her own makeup? I don't know. I'm not sure. Probably not. I'm sure maybe with the guidance, with her guidance, perhaps someone else did it. Huh. I don't know. I mean, like with the classic, some of the classic movie monsters were portrayed by actors that did their own makeup on the spot. Like Doug right Bradley. There the- <laughs> yeah, Doug Bradley has a makeup credit. <laughs> But uh, so I was thinking to myself, you know, like who's the matriarch of this family? Is it is it uh, Vivian mm-hmm. or is it Mama? As she's, I'm saying Mama. You think so? Why? Because she's the one that was putting the blood on uh, Samantha and like marking everything off. Uh-huh. Um, I also assume that the the that one scene where the the camera pans to the other side of the door and you see the pentagram and all the dead bodies Mm -hmm. i assume that was mama's room right well no this is the none of these are their actual rooms they invaded a house yeah that was the house of the people that used to live there yeah they they killed the the people that used to live there when she saw that picture with these with the family standing right in the the volvo Volvo. right but like 
Oh, so like Mama lives in the room with. I assumed Mama was in the house somewhere. Yeah, she was. See, upstairs. I just thought she was just staying in the attic the entire time. Yeah. Wasn't that where the the pentagram and the bodies were? No, that was uh the, the remember was on, when like, she the she second floor or third she floor. slits uh Victor's throat. Yeah, or, or what's his name? Sorry. Oh, the, uh, the son. Yeah, Victor Ullman's yeah. throat. Victor, she, yeah. she slits his throat. There's a hallway right underneath the attic, and that's where she saw uh, okay. the pentagram stuff. Because she went up to the attic briefly, and then the pizza guy rings the doorbell, and, and she around. goes back down. Well, regardless, she's the one that draws the pentagram and marks Samantha with the blood from the goat skull. <laughs> um, so that's why I assume she was the matriarch. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it's just interesting, because like, they, they both seem to kind of... And she's the first one you see in that scene. Yes. When they all come in... After you see Samantha's like bound up in the middle of the pentagram with everything around her, the mm-hmm. first person you see is the grandmother. Well, it's, uh, one of the other big things that I noticed about this is like this whole family seems so passive, right? Like they they get the job done, except for Victor, I mm-hmm. guess he's the only one that seems to be kind of like taking any action. Uh, and oh, and does he take some? Action? Oh, he takes some action. <laughs> he takes some action. But uh, the you know even after Victor gets his throat slit. Uh, Vivian drags drags her son up. She mourns him for a second, like a split second, mm-hmm. and then drags him up, dra- grabs Samantha, drags her up the stairs, and then lets her lays her down on the ground, and then immediately starts to go watch the eclipse. Mm-hmm. Like, leaving herself open for any sort of attack. She takes her wig off. We see the ugly hair underneath, which is very the, uh, yes. very the witches. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, witches. <laughs> Uh, and looks at the eclipse, and we see we see what her hair really looks like, and she's just she's so open for attack right there. It's just like, well, why did you stop being passive, or, or why did you start being passive? Like, why did you? You're angry for a second that your son is is dead on the stairs below, but then you get up and you you, you drag <laughs> you drag her upstairs. Oh, I guess ultimately their goal isn't to kill her. Yeah, yeah. I mean they've already done beat. everything they needed to do. So, so she's just willing to like sit back and and well, well she, at that point they're be. just needing the ritual to kick in so that yeah. I mean she went to look at the eclipse because it had started to, to fade at that when right. she first goes to the window. Um, well, no, no, it didn't start to fade until she blew her until Samantha blows her brains out. No, it was already fading by then. But I think at that point they kind of realize that they've done all that they can do, and I don't really think that she cares that much that her son is dead if they have impregnated. If they've gotten the ultimate goal, gotten, yeah, like it's you know, yeah, that sucks he died, but like our main mission is hail Satan. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, it sucks that my son died, but it's for the greater. But she, good. yeah, it's for the greater good type of. Okay, yeah, right, she, fair she enough. drags her to the bathroom and yells at her. And yeah, it's like fuck you, but it's gonna work in spite of you, you little bitch. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does say that. So like at that point, she knows it's already kicked in. She's she's done all she needs to do. She, right. So she, she could kill, yeah, else. and she could kill her also because even like you said at the end of the movie where she has a gun pointed at um, Mr. Ullman. Yeah, at when Mr. he's Ullman. like, you can go ahead. He's and like, shoot go me. ahead and fucking shoot me. And when yeah. he, but when she turns it to herself, then he was like, he's like, oh no. fuck no, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm just a messenger. Yeah, like he, yeah. they're just doing what they gotta do. Yeah. Uh, so there's. Obviously, a lot of biblical stuff going on here. Some interesting uh, counterpoints, right? So we see, we witness Samantha basically turn into the Antichrist version of Mary, right? So right. she's she's uh, not at all. There's there's nothing sexual about what happens with with no, yeah, the the. I guess the whole uh, the ceremony, no, right? It's immaculate conception, but yeah. for the devil, <laughs> yeah. But for but for Satan, right? Uh, so, it, what did you think about like kind of the the the, the biblical 
allegories in the in the film, right? So like everybody's robed, everybody's like like obviously there's the occult parallels, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, you like you mentioned the immaculate conception and everything. How did you feel about like Samantha being the vessel and and the, I guess the biblical tie-ins in that regard? I feel like that's a pretty common theme in lots of movies where women are the vessel for the Antichrist. Well, I think I think it's interesting because we just finished up Rosemary's Baby. Right. And we actually saw, like, a demon rape right. <laughs> in that film. So that's not an immaculate conception. Right. But they didn't... Did, did the devil actually have sex with her, though, in Rosemary's Baby? Or was yeah, because just... she had the marks on her. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, then I guess I don't know. And she, yeah, she woke up all sore and like yeah, she did yeah. So so yeah, I mean, there's definitely some there sort of some rape, sort of... some sort of penetration that goes on there. <laughs> yeah. Whereas in this one, like, there's you know, it's it seems to be more of an allegory to and and purposeful because there's multiple like hymns at yes. certain points that start to play. Yeah. Um, the the at the beginning of the movie uh, when she's patrolling around campus, mm-hmm. there's a point where the clock hits. Uh, man, I think it's like eleven forty eight, and it starts playing "Glory to the Newborn King." Okay, I did not pick that up at all. <laughs> uh, and there's um, there's one other point where I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. Damn, we'll come back to that. Was it like another hymn? No, it wasn't another hymn. It was uh, like another like small reference to like what you, you know, your typical Jesus related or Christianity related icons and things like that. But uh, the movie, I think, does like a, a, on purpose, try to summon these, these Christian relations right and i know like god and the devil is inherently a christian thing right but or or a catholic thing or you know anything like that but ultimately like i think the movie is trying to make on purpose some sort of guiding parallel to her being more related to mary than Mm -hmm. a lot of other i guess occult films have or not necessarily have but she is very pure do in terms of like what she's like she's very well-meaning you know she's 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 innocent. Yeah, she's kind. She's she's naive. She's innocent. She's, um, I mean, she's very beautiful. She's a brunette. And I mean, ultimately, all the images that you see of Mary, like she's she's right, always portrayed as a beautiful brunette and like all these other. Things. But she'll it's do just, almost anything for money for four hundred dollars. Which, as we've learned tonight, the rest of us probably would too. <laughs> yeah, thousand ten dollars, according to our conversation. Right. Modern, mo- a modern four hundred dollars. A modern four hundred dollars. I mean, for four hours of work. Come on, <laughs> come on. Uh, but yeah, I just I, it was something that I noticed uh, throughout the course of the film. Um, but what, are your, what were your thoughts, Alex? I know you wanted to talk a little bit about the Satanic Panic and, and the stuff that came came along with this movie. That, oh gosh, yes. You get the whole beginning of the film that that mentions the Satanic Panic. Right. So Panic in the beginning of the movie, they said that um, sometime during the eighties, I think it was like seventy percent of adults believed in the existence of abusive Satanic cults. Right. Um, and then it said that the following was based on... And it also said something like 30% believe something oh, as well. Oh, due to the government. Yeah. That's absolutely true. Which was a very confusing pair of statistics to follow with. <laughs> because I was like, so 100% of people believe that satanic shit's happening? No, 30% of the 70%. <laughs> right, okay. right. Just the, the way they displayed it was very confusing. So I did, in one of those articles that I read that... Um, I imagine that's how people were when I tried to explain my purge statistics. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is statistics? What are numbers? What are numbers? No, so um, I do remember reading in one of those interviews with Ty West that it was really important that they did 
like we were saying, not make an homage to the 80s, but make people think that this movie was made in the 80s was because that was the height of the satanic panic. Yep. Um, so it would, it would make no sense for this to be really... Well, Based not, in modern times. Right. Well, that may not necessarily be true, but anyways, I mean, I have like a ton of fucking research. I think I'm just going to kind of braze over it, so... No! You got to go into it. Let's talk about <laughs> this right. shit. So... This is our last satanic panic. Deep dive into Deep dive. All right. We're going to Satan. So this is a very bizarre complex period in U.S. history, but it started in the 70s, and but it definitely gained more traction in the 80s and 90s. Um, in the 1970s, there were like a number of factors that contributed to sort of like an increase or interest in and fear of the occult. Mm-hmm. Some of these things are like the Manson murders, uh, the Jonestown right. murders. There was also the rise of really publicized serial killers like the Zodiac Killer, uh, the Alphabet Killer, Son of Sam, mm-hmm. etc. It was also when um, the first publication of LaVey's Satanic Bible came out. Hmm. That came out, I think, like 19... 19- oh, yeah, that's true, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So there was also the publication of The Exorcist, the blockbuster release... Um, and then all followed by like the rise of self-proclaimed Satanist turned evangelical Christians who insisted that the world was being run by satanic witch cults. Hmm. Uh, several of these ex-Satanists, they wrote memoirs about their alleged time in satanic cults that detailed accounts of really nefarious activities like orgies and human and animal sacrifice. Okay. <laughs> Although mo- all of these were later debunked. Um, fear, of, fear of the occult and Satanism only grew into the next decade. So the 80s is like really where this shit took off. Uh, the 1980s saw a growing alarm over stranger danger and the fear that unknown evil could kind of be lurking around any corner, especially to snatch up children. Right, um, right. That was a big, like, I even though, adult. like, strangers aren't, are, you're more likely to get uh, kidnapped by, like, by somebody someone you that know. you know. And that's the thing. They also, people, because they had the Tylenol murders, mm-hmm. and then, like, the quote-unquote... Oh, murder. I forgot about the Tylenol and, like, murders. Yeah, that's the thing. We're old enough... We're, we're young enough where we weren't really a part of the stranger danger no. stuff, but old enough that it did bleed into... The early 90s when we were growing Absolutely. up. And they had the trick-or-treat scares where only really it was one person was injured by Halloween candy. And that was actually by someone that they knew. But so in, in parents' minds, like everyone was out to kill their children. It could be around any corner. Um, and this was also during the 1980s of the Reagan era was when they saw the rise of the two-income family. Mm-hmm. So a lot of families now were having to send their kids away from home into daycare. Yeah. So, uh, why does it always go back to the fucking Reagan era? Because <laughs> it's fucking Reagan. <laughs> so, this because everything goes back to the Reagan <laughs> swear era. Swear to God, it's like all roads if lead to Rome, Reagan, all it's fucking FDR. horrible things lead back to Reagan. <laughs> we'll lead back to Reagan. Um, so this period of nationwide like hysteria came to be known as the Satan pan- or Satanic Panic. Became it, people credit it with starting off um, in 1980 with the publication of this book called Michelle Remembers. And it's a bi... Oh, yeah. right, 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 and right. So it's, a bi- it's a biography about a, from a Canadian uh, psych- psychiatric patient who apparently had repressed memories of being abused in this ritual satanic cult mm-hmm. and wrote all about it. Um, and she was actually from Canada. That took, mm-hmm. Apparently this took place sometimes in the 1950s. This has been completely debunked, and the narrative Michelle remembers, though, for some reason, has just completely sparked satanic, you know, ritual abuse attached to daycares and much broader wave of fear of just ritualistic abuses on children throughout the United States. Um, right, which these, led to so many fucking bunk arrests. Yes, 
And so many people getting stuck in prison for oh. decades. So some of these things, some of these things that people were concerned about, uh, apparently Saint, Satanists were transporting children to Mexico to be sexually abused by the Mexican army. Were, <laughs> uh, Satanists were dressing as pumpkins and shooting children during Halloween. Right. They were putting children into pools with sharks who eat babies. Because mm, sharks do well in pools. Yeah. They were putting blood in children's Kool-Aid. And they were also uh, digging up bodies at cemeteries and forcing children to carry the bones. So amazingly, it uh, reminds me a lot of, you remember those chain emails that used to go yes. around? Yes. Uh, a lot of this stuff came back up uh-huh. you know, with the advent of the internet. Um, it, it's weird to see that it's so cyclical like that. Absolutely. Hmm. So between, you were saying that there were a lot of people who ended up being arrested because of this. And it's true, between 1984 and 1986, um, there was investigation into specifically satanic sex rings uh, would send at least 26 people to jail despite like a complete lack of evidence hmm. um and then among but however among the all of the failed prosecutions the most famous one was this trial in california they call the mcmartin trial it, it took place at a daycare and they had 400 claims of sexual abuse against children uh putting children into the toilets and even at one what? <laughs> yeah at one, and this like, was the uh show me on the doll where the bad man touched you thing. yeah uh, okay all right so, <laughs> so and then through all of this so there people are scared of the daycares people are scared of strangers there's also at the same time it's kind of like adding fuel to the fire are fundamentalist preachers and like anti-occult crusaders who are demonizing things like dungeons and dragons heavy metal rock music playing it backwards not and then, my heavy metal and then there's also on the media like people like knights and satan service (laughs) yeah people like oprah and you know sally and stuff who are who are having these stories about how like satanists ruin people's lives and then the most famous being geraldo rivera did that documentary that was called like exposing satan's underground which became i think the highest rated television documentary of all time what really? Mm-hmm. Holy and shit! So but let for, me ask you this real quick before before we before we jump I was just gonna anything else. I was just going to say, fortunately, the majority of the people that were they were uh, um, imprisoned because of all of this shit uh, were eventually exonerated. I think with I think it was a couple years ago. The last two who were in prison were exonerated. Yeah. But it's like ruined families. Oh, absolutely. Um, especially for ones where like kids testified against their parents mm-hmm. um, because of these awful like well, interrogation were, techniques. And they were coercive. coerced into it. Yeah. Right. But where does the Franklin cover-up fall into this? Well, this is what I was going to say. So in, 1990, so in 1992, the Department of Justice just completely debunked the myth of ritualistic satanic sex cults. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time, <laughs> And by that time, accusations of satanically motivated ritual cults had pretty much died out. But to mm-hmm. this day, there are still fringe conspiracy theory groups who continue to accuse mainstream institutions of uh, child sex trafficking and ritualistic satanic abuse. And government conspiracy. So, so this is an incredible mm-hmm. article, and uh, we'll probably share it oh, across yeah, so, our social media stuff for anybody who wants to read it. My only note from this article is interesting to think that it feels like we're living in the second coming of it right now, with things like all of Palmer's favorite conspiracies and Alex Jones. Alex Jones, Pizzagate, that one that you like a lot, Alicia Owens, Alicia, Owens. Alicia Owens, all of the sex cults, yeah, all of the child sex cults. Mm-hmm. So people are Satanists mm-hmm. everywhere, guys. Yeah. Let, let if you got. If if you got love in your heart, let hate in. Do you, no, 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 no. Hold on a second here. Satan is not about hate. Satan is about truth. 
Well, and that's the thing. They're about all, knowledge. There are actually... About being the morning star. The Church of Satan is a real thing. Yes, The Church is. of Satan, no one is denying the existence of Satanists in the but United States. Although I didn't realize a lot of not I didn't realize not, that no. a lot of Anton LaVey's shit was based on uh, Ayn Rand. Absolutely. And it was completely... Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize <laughs> that. And now yeah. I'm just like, oh, yeah. you, you poor yeah. people. A lot of it was plagiarized, and a lot of it was based off of Ayn Rand. But I no, really so, wish you were doing that thing with your hands again. Satanists are <laughs> uh, Satanists are very much real, but they to the point where even police officers had training videos about how to handle Satanists. Handle Satanists. And they would, there was this terrible one where this guy was walking through the park and. You know what's really crazy is like <laughs> I shared it on my Twitter. <laughs> England sent us the Beatles yep. and Sex Pistols, mm. all sorts of bands, and we sent them the Satanic. I was going to say because they had their own Satanic Panic. Yeah, they did have their own Satanic Panic. Tell us about that. What, what did, Sam? You know about the, the the British Satanic Panic? I don't know a whole lot about it. I just know that it somehow made it all the way across the sea, infecting all the I fish. Do, in the I mm. do know that the latest um, lunar eclipse that they had. A lot of people in the UK were worried about Satanists. And there was a story, I believe, about some very famous ponies that someone had found. Um, that had like mutilated or something? Mutilated. Yeah, what did they say? Uh, famous Dartmoor ponies were found in a circle of fire with its tongue, eyes, and genitals mutilated and belly slit from end to end. Apparently, the mutilation had been conducted while the pony was still alive. So mm. this is like very sensationalist stuff that they're printing on the internet now. Wow. <laughs> was okay. it true or not? I'm not sure. We'll, we'll never know. It's just crazy that this is still going on. Just Absolutely. like we'll never know whether or not Alicia Owen was right. <laughs> but I say she was, so she was right. Okay. Oh, my God. Please do not. <laughs> Palmer does not speak for all of us. <laughs> I speak for everyone. These are not the room. views of the podcast as a whole. No, thank they you. They are you. absolutely the views of the podcast as a whole. But did Satanists kill Tupac? <laughs> well, that's hard to say. Let's talk. I know about Satanists history. didn't kill Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> no, Eminem did. That was Eminem. Let's talk about it. Uh, so we have Sam. Do you have any points on this on this film? Not really. I mean, uh, this was your first time watching this it. This was my yeah, first time think? watching it. I I loved it. Thank God. I thought this movie was great. the The camera work was phenomenal. Yes, um, he does have it. Even as even as in the movies that I don't really like by Ty West, which is really just the one. Even in that, it's still pretty. It's still pretty good. And again, like there, there, are, there are things he does behind the camera that make it feel like this movie belonged in the eighties. The zoom shots instead of the dolly shots. Yep. Uh, pulling stuff from Rosemary's Babies, uh, like the the sweeping shots around corners. Um, everything was very dark, which added like a. a great element of uneasiness Mm -hmm. to the to the movie um and did a great job to create tension throughout the movie um and the way the mood changes the Mm -hmm. the further you get into it um because it's it's pretty like like we said it's it's really upbeat the first it is the the first 30 minutes are really upbeat even when samantha's in the house and she's dancing around it's still a lot of fun um, There's a huge contrast. But yeah, as soon as you see that first pentagram, yep. the movie changes. Yep. No, I'd say it's as soon as you see Greta lose her head. Oh, her 
brain gets blown the fuck out. Yeah. Her whole face gets blown the fuck out. Yeah. And I think um, that they did that on purpose to make like a very distinct contrast between the first half and the second half because. Mm-hmm. But then that, it changes again. It does. Yeah. Like but that steeps the whole thing in this like very realism. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he does. He does life same, is like that. He does the same thing with the innkeepers. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very yeah. similar in terms of just like all right. Here's 20 minutes of dialogue and introducing the characters and character establishment and all that stuff. And then, bam, something spooky. But it's just a little bit just spooky. A little, it's just In taste. this one, it's more extreme. In this one, you're watching a life getting taken very graphically. But also, yeah. at that point, when he shoots when he shoots Megan, like, you don't... At, the, at no point... You have still, no idea what's going on, Yeah, though. you might just think he's a fucking maniac. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, this is like a slasher. Or yeah. This is yeah a, why does this random guy show up next to yeah, you, her car? You still don't go like, ahead. like, oh, yeah, I've got a lighter. My, my, yeah, you're not thinking Satanists. The first, yeah, the, well, no, I was still... I mean, the, the well, title kind of gives away, but, right. like, I was expecting him to be, like, to, like, invade the home and, right. and kidnap her or something. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like like Noonan, Noonan and company, Noonan and Warrenov, uh, they they're creepy. Yes, they're very creepy. But I th- I thought they were supposed to be red herrings the first time I watched this movie. Oh, okay. And so you know you see you I see, can see that. But I've been trained to always assume that Noonan is the bad guy. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and that's a fair that's a fair that's assumption fair. at this point. Honestly. I think yeah, the anticipation in this movie I think it's half the fun. Yeah. It's like that Swedish guy from those things. Alexander Skarsgård? No. But he's not Swedish. Uh, God damn. What the hell? Continue. Continue. Okay. But like the, the, movie, the movie is a great buildup and the payoff. I think the payoff's really good. Um, the only thing I didn't like about the actual ending mm-hmm. wasn't the whole like, you'll be fine, both of you. Mm. Um, Christopher Herodal. I have no idea who that is. That Anytime you ever see that man in anything, just assume he's going to be the bad guy. What's his name? Christopher Herodal, H E Y E R D A H L. Okay. But anyway, so you were saying um, that, the part you didn't like? I just wanted to know what was left of her head to wrap up. Oh, yeah. That's because true. that's pretty, like, it's not quite as explicit as when Megan gets her face blown off. Uh-huh. Or when you see it later and she somehow still is able to identify that's Megan as she's like running through the hall. Right. <laughs> well, I think she's, she it was more she like saw the she clothes. saw the clothes yeah. and that kind of thing. Because um, there's not a whole lot left of Megan's face. No. Um, but you, you, you see Samantha pull the gun up and then the camera rotates to behind her. And uh-huh. you very clearly see the whole side of her head just get blown out. Maybe so, they put it on some ice and stitched it back up. <laughs> I don't really know what's left to wrap in gauze at the end, but whatever. It's fine. It is what it is. It Look, is he's, it is. he he likes to salvage things, right? You can't hate the man for just wanting to 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 hold on to a piece of headless history. There you go. All right. I think it's also. I really enjoyed the the score. Uh, it was done no, Christopher Harrell's Canadian. Yeah, he is, but he yeah. plays the Swede. He uh, plays the Swede. Got it. Um, the score was done by Jeff Grace, and I think it started out really minimalistic, kind of just like that piano, and it was super creepy, and then it gets kind of jolly, and then it gets back to being real creepy. Yeah, which I thought was really nice. And then also, I did read that I think it's the art director who worked on this film is now the production designer on Stranger Things. Really? Yep. His huh. name's Christopher or Chris Trulio. Good for him. Yes, good job. Good for him. Good for him. And I think that's another reason why I like this movie so much. As we mentioned earlier, it's it's less about the nostalgia. Yes. Um, like Stranger Things. Stranger Things. You watch that show, and it's it's very it's nostalgic. pulling at your heartstrings. Um, and there's a lot of movies that kind of play out of that direction, whereas this one wanted to... It was done in 2009, but it wanted to be treated as a movie from 89 at the latest. I think it was 83. Yeah, absolutely. 
So, and there are no jump scares, which is great to watch after watching right. the nun. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my final question for you guys. Okay. Do we think that D Wallace mm. held the apartment for her while she was in the car? I do. You I think? do. I absolutely do. You think? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> she reminded her because of she her wasn't going to keep she wasn't going to get the apartment unless she had the money on Monday. That was the whole point yeah, behind her D. going Wall- and babysitting. But, but D Wallace did all of those really nice things for her anyways mm. and she Thought that she was like a daughter. Does D. Wallace even know what happened to her? I'm sure it was on the know. news. I'm sure it was on the news. A girl got attacked by fucking Satanists in 1983 in the height of satanic. The panic. only thing the news talks about is the fact that the the, the lunar eclipse was, that was unnaturally that fast. That was just the next day. Give it like one more 24 hour news cycle, and that is by that be, point the apartment's gone. No, that's gonna be. He's like, I gotta fill this. No, you're a cynical bastard, and I, you were wrong. I love that you two started fighting over this question. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because Sam is fucking wrong. You don't know D like what, I do. When's the last time anybody has saved an apartment for anybody? This is 1983, and D. Wallace is nice. In the middle of Connecticut, this isn't fucking New York City. Yeah, this is this is before D. Wallace got involved with the, the seventh ring of hell in her prison of Death House. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're right. She's still nice. She's going to feel bad because she's going to see it on the news the next day that Satanists tried to kill a young woman in the height of the satanic panic. She's like, oh, shit. I was going to give that girl an apartment. Now she's in the hotel or in the hospital. I'm going to wait until she gets out because I'm a nice lady. Samantha still has a face. At least she can be identified. She can recognize her. Right. She can recognize her by her mittens. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) She also blew out her brains. She's going to be pregnant. She needs help. She needs help. I bet D rented out the apartment to someone else. But then just has Samantha move in with her. Mm. I guess she's that. that nice. She's that. You lady. can come live with me, and I will take care of the Antichrist while you drool on yourself because you blew out your brains. Maybe I bet you. But Samantha's parents probably wouldn't even let her live on her own at this point because she's just from upstate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, out of five Virgin Mary, no Virgin Samanthas. Okay. What are we writing this? <laughs> I'm going to give this a four point eight. A four point eight. Okay. All right. All right. What are you giving it, Sammy? Into the weird numbers tonight. That's not weird. That's very weird. You're a very weird person, though, so it's okay. You used to give them like three point seven two, and then you just went to normal numbers. Now I'm back to the weird ones. I like mm-hmm. it. She's See? all over the place. I just said weird ones. And you're like <laughs> what weird ones? <laughs> uh, I will give this in the interest of being weird as well. Uh, four point three. Four point three. All right. Don't make that face at me. <laughs> Oh, your score's not as good as mine. You obviously didn't like this movie. It's just maybe a little bit highbrow for you. <laughs> All right, Palmer. What's your score? <laughs> Mine's a 4.5. In between the both of you. All right. Uh, no. So, I'm a 4.8. Yeah, so, and he's oh, a yeah, 4.3. Yeah, yeah, so I know how numbers both. work. <laughs> Do you? What are numbers? <laughs> Do you? No, right. apparently not. So that makes our cumulative score a 4.5333333333. We're is fighting it, the devil tonight. Is it sad yeah. that I'm always disappointed when it's not point six 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 six? No, it's. I mean, that's the running shtick of the show, it right? Is the sh- <laughs> it's stick of the show. Sorry, no, we what had did it you last say week. Four point five three three three. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think that's a that's a very yeah, respectable. Yeah, you, you guys had one last week. I think we had one week the week, week before too. You're right, but I want it to be everyone. Every, no, no. This is specifically <laughs> the house of the devil. We have to fight it with God. You're right. We I, do. Hail God. Hail. Hail, hail Jesus? It's still Hail Satan. I feel it's like I need Satan. to end this episode by playing Behemoth. Uh, yeah. That's made my mouth hurt to say that. D- hail, hail Satan! God. Hail Satan! <laughs> all right, all right. Well, as always, it's time for the housekeeping. Two. Housekeeping! <laughs> ding, 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 ding. 
I would do my usual knock, but I think the dog's floating around here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah she'll probably just start barking. Uh, October's right around the corner. We've got a ghastly list of things you can look forward to. Next week, we'll be doing a special episode. We've got an interview with horror author J.P. Willie. So look for it. It's not going to be with all of us collectively. It's just me and old Joey sitting down, reminiscing about horror stuff and talking about his book, Excellent. Blood in the Woods. But it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to resume things in full starting in October, so look for that. We've also got some extra goodies planned, including two interviews in October that we're very excited to announce, so look for more details on those next week. As always, you can follow Terra and Podnito on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Terra and Podnito. You can follow us individually, too, on Twitter. I'm Palmer at Sturmsworth. And I'm Sam at Sam Heebs. You can reach us via email at cast at terrorinpodnito.com and stop by our website, terrorinpodnito.com, for a full cast list and more. If you like the cast, don't forget to rate and review us. It means more than you know. And don't forget to check us out Friday. Friday. Friday at Intermission for all those RVA locals that want to go drink some beers and get your spooky on. I'm going to be crunk working at that table. I do like me some beer. We can have a real spoopy table, too. We can have a real spoopy table. Yeah, it's going to be all decorated with spoopy stuff. (laughs) We're excited. Thanks for tuning into this week, and uh, we'll be back next week with more terrifying antics. As usual, keep it creepy. We'll catch you all later. Bye. I love you guys. (laughs) 